Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. You can find The Aside on Facebook and SoundCloud. Feel free to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Android podcasting apps. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are talking with Alex Menglet, director of Chekhov at the House of Special Purpose, showing at La Mama. It appears on the 2019 Unit 4 VCE Theatre Studies playlist. This is part two of three of the interview. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, I suggest you go back and listen to that as Alex makes reference to his previous responses. Without further ado, I bring you Alex Menglet on Chekhov at the House of Special Purpose. How do the actors bring their characters to life? Because, you know, for musician brings his violin, opens the case and starts playing the violin. Uh, we actors, we don't bring anything, no instruments in, in a separate box. All our instruments are hidden inside our brains, inside our hearts, uh, you know. So for us to 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 trigger um, uh, our instruments to play to sound so to say our objectives uh, have to be clearly marked by the director what i mean is that the director when you plow through the play with the actors you establish what is happening uh, what is a character trying to achieve with every word uh, the character says, what is it, what he or she is trying to achieve, whether that, uh, whether it happens or not, and if it's not happening, what is another attack a character is taking to maybe uh, to achieve his or hers goals. And of course, then we have to select, okay, if uh, let's say uh, I am in love with you and I say, do you love me? And as an answer, I hear, no, I don't love you. So what do I do? What do I do? Of course, I don't back away right away. I try to charm my, my, the person I just offered my love to. Okay, so how does it manufacture itself? Do I sing a song? Do I do a dance? Yes, maybe. If the dramaturgical structure of the play allows it, I might sing a song. I might do a dance. That's what director suggests to an actor. And an actor uh, obviously does it because that's the job of the director. You know what I mean? So all these um, possibilities were, well, I'd like to think all of these possibilities were explored. Uh, and uh, there is a little bit of dancing in the play. There is a little bit of singing in the play. Uh, actors who can play music instruments, their skills were used, but it's all uh, to achieve something. Nothing happens on stage, you know, oh yeah, you can sing, well, you know, yeah, go ahead, sing. Oh yeah, you can play a bit of uh, uh, guitar, yeah, go ahead, play. Of course not. It's all done uh, to achieve something. Uh, so, when we plow through the play, I'm kind of repeating myself, when we plow through the play and establish clearly what the actors, what the characters are trying to achieve, then we start thinking, what are the best 
deeds, physical behavior, what, what the characters are doing to achieve their objectives, what is right and what is wrong. You know what I mean? For example, um, uh, it's perfectly okay for uh, a military Bolshevik with a gun uh, to pull a gun out of his holster in a conversation and threaten someone. That's part of their vocabulary, so to say. And the gun is certainly not part of the vocabulary of an 18-year-old uh, aristocratic girl who probably has never seen a gun in her, uh, in her life. So, of course, there are limits, but these are, this is just like a logical exploration of the play. What is possible for one character is impossible for the other character. The other character will threaten uh, if... A threat has to be uh, readable, will threaten somebody in a completely different way. Yeah, you know, the arsenals of different characters are different. Will you be using accents? No, 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 no. Again, that uh, that is linked with the fact that I had no desire as a director to, uh, to, to achieve that sort of sense of good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, Moscow, uh, Russia. 1919 oh there's a snowstorm no 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 nothing like that uh, the the imagination of my audiences uh, will be triggered by by different things no no accents all of them were having the the their normal australian accents uh, absolutely again because the the strength the punch of the play it's not the it's not loaded with ethnography it's not a play about russians no yeah it's set in russia okay yes the names of the characters are russian but it's not about russia it's about humankind it's about us on the face of this planet you know which actors would the audience be watching for great examples of how to play a character well, I, I think uh, I, I, I would advise the students to watch all the characters with equal uh, attention, because let me remind you of a famous phrase, uh, there are no small, uh, there are no small parts, there are small actors. So even, uh, so even a, 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 an actor who plays a smaller part can be equally important uh, to kind of uh, propel the action forward or to create a certain stroke or a mood in the scene which will help us, the audience, to get the general sense and to, to get the general theme of the play. Uh, so watch all the characters successfully. But I think it's the question for the students. They have to uh, answer themselves and they have to answer you and me. Oh, I saw the play. I like that young girl who played the princess so-and-so. Uh, she's a, a romantic, I think she's a very romantic character. And you know, and, uh, and she did, uh, I don't know, very interesting this and that and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but for me, when you establish, <laughs> excuse such a, a culinary, uh, uh, but, you know, cooking shows are so popular on television these days. So probably a lot of students will, uh, will uh, uh, dig what I'm trying to say. Uh, but my culinary metaphor is that 
you know, you have to find a skewer. You know, like when you cook shish kebab or something like that, you have a skewer, a metal skewer on which you put chunks of meat, chunks of lamb, a little bit of onion, a little bit of green capsicum, and then you kind of cook it on the grill. Without that skewer, all your goodies will 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 not be cooked. They will fall down in onto the fire and will burn. So you need that skewer. And of course, each character, and that's the job of a director. We establish different skewers for different characters, you know? Uh, and then, uh, according to what the play gives us the information the play contains the information about characters so we kind of okay this is a young girl uh, who is longing for love and she meets this young boy who she finds romantically uh, attracted to uh, but uh, because of her status she cannot uh, right away take him by the hand and say look I love you let's go and kiss no, she's raised in a completely different environment, so she has to find the ways to cover her desire to kiss him, you know, and hence that human complexity and dramaturgical complexity comes to an effect. And the play sort of starts because we humans, we play with each other. We, we constantly find different Text, how to approach each other, how to achieve other things. We have to be sophisticated. We have to be very clever. Our radars should be switched on and our antennas or antennae should be up constantly 24 7 otherwise we will miss otherwise the life will will go uh, right by us kind of thing you know uh sorry it's such a wordy kind of thing but you know but we we, we establish all these things uh and and then the actors act accordingly uh it's very interesting to juxtapose things that's what i'm saying like you know it's always interesting uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, kids would have seen uh, a film called Silence of the Lambs where Anthony Hopkins or Sir, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, I should say, plays the role of a serial killer, Hannibal Lecter. And look at him. He plays the killer, a person who eats human flesh. Uh, he plays him as a most delicate, charming, sophisticated human being and that is absolutely right because it's against the kind of the typecast it's not interesting to play a villain it's not interesting to play a killer as yes i'm a big killer i'm all covered in blood and i have a big axe in my hand well yeah you know so what am i what am i paying my money what am i looking at what am i you know getting out of it no but if the killer is charming beautiful most uh, you fall in love with the killer and then when you discover the fact that jesus christ that's the person who just killed and ate <laughs> 75 people then something happens to you you achieve a sense of catharsis it, it, it blows your mind and that's what we should aim for 
you know, an explosion. That's what we should aim in, in, in the theater. And that is achieved by cleverly connecting all these wires, blue and red, boom, red and white, boom, uh, you know, green and, and, and violet, the wires, we connect them, boom, the explosion happens. That's what we should aim uh, for. These explosions, are there any moments you have orchestrated purposefully? No, no, absolutely, absolutely. All of them are, uh, I, 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 I as, a, as a director, and forgive me, I'm not blowing my trumpet, but I'm just describing the job of the director. Yes, the job of the director is to establish the colors of the wires, metaphorically speaking. This is white, this is blue, this is red, and actors must know, very clearly must know what are the colors of the wires. And then we must establish, the director must establish and make it and make sure that the actors know it. Okay, if you connect the white to the red, it causes an explosion. If you connect the red to the blue, it causes the explosion. Absolutely, and then the actors successfully and it's part of their job it's part of a job being an actor to connect these wires on stage metaphorically speaking you know please children kids ladies and gentlemen boys and girls understand me clearly i'm talking metaphorically but these wires invisible wires because i'm talking about the your nerves which are inside your heart i'm talking about the arteries which are inside your brains these that's what is at play when you're on stage Remember, you don't have that outside musical instrument. You don't have that violin. You don't have that piano. You don't have that guitar. No, you play your own, uh, your own nerves. You play on your own uh, veins. You use your own uh, arteries. Yes. And so, you know, you connect these things and you explode. You might chuckle. Well, you know, sure, yeah, but I mean it in the most serious way. You must explode as actors on stage. And only that explosion uh, drives the audience to the theater because we can see it here and then. Again, the sense of catharsis. And you cannot get it in the movie house. You cannot get it on the television screen. Different processes are at work there. But in the theater, the explosion happens right in front of your eyes. And that's why theater art, I think, will be alive forever and has been alive for so, so many centuries. Yes, sometimes there are plays. Yes, sometimes there are shitty productions. Absolutely. In any art form, in any slice of human life and human activity, we can encounter that. You know, there is bad sausage we eat sometimes. There is yucky cheese we buy sometimes there is not so exciting red wine we taste sometimes you know what i'm trying to say so uh but the aim we have to aim high if we aim low and if we don't want the explosion to happen well then we should change the job uh we should maybe go and work as you know i don't know <laughs> any other respectful job 
That's all from us at The Aside. Please do keep listening to part three of the interview. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through those and find one that piques your interest. If you'd like to contact us, please do not hesitate and find us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you, Eltham College, for letting us record here. Thank you, Aaron Sill, for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.